What's up, guys? Welcome to the second episode of Mic Drop Radio. I'm one of your hosts, not the only one, but one of them, Peyton Paytar Henson, here with two of my good buddies, Trenton T. Grizzly Ligon and Parker Brown. What's, What's up, up, guys? What's up, man? What you guys been into? What y'all know? Anything new? I just been lifting some weights, trying to stay positive, man. Just a positive outlook on life. Uh, you got a bang in your hand, Mr. Tar? Yeah, I'm rocking a uh, black cherry vanilla. The store was out of Miami Colas. So had a they threw me a curveball. You know, I sat back on it, uh, knocked it out of the park. Uh, I had me a I had me a good rainbow unicorn today. It was pretty. It hit the spot, you know. It's solid. Oh, it's for sure, five, man. For sure. So you were saying you you were stop. Sign stealing on that uh, dang internet drink. That's how you knocked it out of the park? Sign stealing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I had some guys back there that were banging on the trash can. <laughs> and uh, I had a little implant on my collarbone. But, <clears throat> yeah, but Miami's definitely the best. Uh, unicorn ain't far back. Did y'all see... Uh, Rain has a strawberry jalapeno flavor. Strawberry jalapeno? I did not, actually. I haven't tried it. I will not be participating in that flavor. Will not be. I'm I'm not venturing too far away from Pepsi, so. Yeah, no free shout-outs, but shout-out to Pepsi, shout-out to Rain, shout-out to Bang, uh, but no free shout-outs. Yeah. I probably won't try this, the jalapeno flavor. I did try Gatorade had a cucumber flavor Gatorade one. That was terrible. It, but it was terrible. Yeah, it was bad. Absolutely the worst business decision they've ever made. Would you agree? Would you it agree with bad. that's probably the worst yeah. flavor in Gatorade history? It was pretty bad. I'm a I'm a glacier cherry guy myself. But. Uh I'm a I'm gonna lean with a glacier freeze probably. Yeah, but anyway, no free shout outs, but shout out to all those guys. Uh, yeah, so this is second episode MDR. Uh, glad to be back in the saddle with you guys. We got all three of us here today. Glad to have Parker with us. We know we missed him on the first episode, but we wanted to jump out there and get you guys some content out. Um, we're just gonna be. Shooting the bull today and see where it goes. Maybe talk some sports. Maybe talk some politics. Uh, who knows? Might talk about life. Who knows? That's Trenton's favorite thing to talk about right now is life. He's been depressed lately because uh, the Democrats are falling, falling fast. But uh, we're trying to keep him uh, high on life right now. So. No, 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 no. Not <coughs> depressed. Not depressed. <laughs> I just feel like I just feel like your your whole day revolves around a positive attitude. I mean, I'm not against it, you know, but I mean, do you not perform better in like the gym or whatever you're trying to get accomplished that day if you go into it with a with a good attitude? Yeah, I mean, I try to go in there and wake up every morning and do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a routine. I mean, it just works. 
All right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk. Y'all want to talk some NBA? Yeah, real I don't quick? care. That's cool. Uh, thoughts on the All Star game? You I didn't, didn't watch know. much of it. I, I know Parker it. had to watch some of it. Well, the new format is legendary. Dude, it really is. We can't. We can't get rid of it. What? So there's like <laughs> score limits on the first three quarters, and then no. The last quarter is like a. The first three quarters is they keep up with the score, but at the end of the each quarter they reset the scores back to zero. And if you win that quarter, then you, the uh, it the goes team to your captain charity, does it not? Has a charity that he donates to. And then the last quarter, the fourth quarter, they combine your score from the first three quarters and like say you're, it's one fifty to one fifty two. Then the target score is or was twenty four points from the lowest score. Oh, okay, yeah. So you want to keep it close. Yeah, you sure. want to keep it close to the first three, so you can have a chance at winning in the in the fourth. The fourth quarter is kind of like a pickup game to twenty four. Yeah, I mean if you're down, I mean if you're down twenty going into the fourth, then I mean it's, it's basically. Uh, over. Parker, did you think that it was going to be a blowout going into the game though? Well, every every All Star game, there's always a team like everyone's like, oh, oh, and gee, that this team's stacked, blah blah. blah. Well, normally the other team wins whenever people say that. So I figured to be closer than what people were thinking. But I did think the team LeBron would pull it out. I mean, yeah, they had. I mean, they had the most stars on their team. So, but I thought I thought Embiid played pretty good. I thought Larry took some big charges at the end. That was kind of cool. Soft. I, I, I don't like him. You, you don't like him big? No. Uh, I think he walks a lot whenever he gets in the paint. That's my only beef with him, and that he it gets never bullied. gets called. That it never gets called. How did Booker play? Didn't he? Uh, he subbed in. He didn't play that uh, good, did he? He had one highlight Hootie, dunk. Who did he Oh, did he? Tips, like, it was like a tips fan. Oh, Lillard. He subbed in for Lillard, right? Pretty much the uh, young guys didn't play in the fourth quarter. It was the older All-Stars took over the fourth quarter and finished out the game. So, like... That's all I really watched. Luca didn't play in the fourth. I don't think Trey Young did. No, Trey Young did not play in the fourth. Trey's having a pretty good year, right? I mean, he's averaging like 30. I mean, yeah, Trey's having a really good year. He's having a really good year, but the Hawks are having a really bad year. I think yeah. they're last in the East. Uh, are they last in the East? Let me check the uh, standings. No, the Cavs That's what are I last. thought. Well, they just fired their coach, so. Well, it's it's just a game difference, though. So, yeah, they've been alternating. Yeah. Cavs. The Cavs are fourteen and forty, and the Hawks are fifteen and forty. Well, the Cavs just fired their coach, so they did get rid of Bailey. Do what? They got rid of Bayline. Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone thinks the Cavs have such a great GM, Kobe Altman or whatever. He literally hired a. A coach to a five-year deal and fired him before the All-Star break. 
it just seems like, yeah, it. They just hired him yeah. this year. And fired him before <clears throat> yep. the All Star break. Uh, does it, what? What are y'all expecting after the All Star break here? It. I don't know. I hope my Grizzlies hang on, and make the playoffs. Oh, let's see how I many. Y'all are, y'all are, yeah. So three up on the Trailblazers. Yeah, y'all are in a good, spot, but... good spot. I mean, we're not, we're a couple back from the Mavericks. I mean, the Thunder and the Mavs are like 33 and 22. We're 28 and 26. Parker, I thought your, uh, your point guard played pretty good last night. Yeah, if it wasn't for Kawhi Leonard, he would have had a shot at MVP, I believe. Uh, he the Thunder. first. Thunder Chris sitting Paul. in six right now, so good spot. Chris Paul caught uh, his first alley dunk of his career from a lob from I Russell Westbrook, the GOAT. What did y'all think about LeBron trying to call a game from half court? Good idea. Actually, uh, you, he's I not Michael Jordan. Well, people were like saying today, I heard it on a pod, another podcast, they were like, Kobe definitely makes that probably, ball. but, but, uh, he, I don't, I don't mind the shot there, you know. They couldn't lose on the next possession, so why not, why not shoot it? Try to get game. You wouldn't get yeah. nothing out of a out of a two. And also, that wouldn't gonna help it, you. If he makes it, it's a cool shot. I mean, it's a hero shot. He yeah, it's the coolest shot of the night. Yeah, but it's LeBron, so he didn't make it. Dang. Uh, they were, uh, and they were actually calling a little, uh, the, the fouls there then. They called both those charges there then that went on Harden and then, uh, shout out to, whoever it was. Shout out to my guy, Kyle, Kyle Lowry. It's offensive foul yeah. on Lowry. Yeah. yeah. Shout out, to, shout out to my guy, Kyle. Well, he took a charge. What about you? He came down the floor and then shoved Anthony Davis with two hands and. What what else was he supposed to do? Turn it over. And then he pulled Anthony Davis to the ground. He can't Which, guard Anthony Davis. That was the right move. Maybe he gets the call. Yeah, that was a good foul. But do y'all think that he missed that first free throw on purpose? Absolutely. You yes. think so? He's got more confidence than I do. That's a way. That's a way it come off like to me last night. Now you might you might have thought that that he actually did miss it, but my opinion is I think he just did it just to get the crowd into it a little bit more. Some some suspense, so. you know. Yeah. Um. Then they winning team got like four hundred grand bonus for winning or something like that. Uh. Every year the Wasn't the winning team gets a higher portion of money than the losing team. I do know huh. that. I'm uh, not sure exactly I'm gonna look it up. what the exact numbers are. Uh, quick question. Do you guys think that since the NBA All-Star game got revamped this year, do you think do, oh, it was do y'all think that sorry. the NFL should take a look at the Pro Bowl at trying to revamp it in a better way? I don't know. 
the Pro Bowl is pretty pointless right yeah. now, for sure. So, I mean, I would be open for uh, definitely looking at uh, changing some stuff up. But it's pretty pointless as, a, as it is right now. Absolutely. I mean, there's just nothing. There's no competitive. <laughs> there's no like, point in having a Pro Bowl game. Let's quarter. be honest. There's no yeah, point in Pro Bowl yeah, game I, in I'm, football. At the, at the moment, right, right now, there's not. I mean, it's a week. It's also a week well, before the Super Bowl, so like, no one really wants to watch the Pro Bowl a week before the Super Bowl. Like, it's just filler for to fill in the gap for when, uh, uh, you know, when there's not football yeah, exactly. there. Now the the challenges are pretty cool, like the quarterback challenges and stuff like that. Yeah, that's the best part is watching uh, Jarvis Landry uh, dominate at uh, dodgeball. Devontae Adams. Uh... Chunking a rock in the uh, target practice. Yeah, and getting to make fun of uh, Lamar when he can't throw in the skills challenge. Dude, that really, but let's let's don't act like that wasn't bad. That was bad. That was it was terrible. Uh, I mean, he's, I mean, what did he? I think he's. I mean, two obviously points. he is the MVP this year, but he's just not a very good passer. Well, even in in our game in the uh, divisional round, I mean, we made him throw to the outside of the the hashes, and he just couldn't do it. Yeah, he's just not very accurate. You know what I mean? But he's a necessity to them because he can he can make plays by himself. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I don't think. That that's an argument at all. He's definitely a necessity. I mean, anybody would take him on any team in the league. He's definitely sure, better than Flacco. <laughs> he's a necessity, but at the same time, he's a liability. You're right. Well, what's coming for Lamar Jackson is he's about to get pinned as the Russell Westbrook of the NFL in five years. Mark my words. Too one-dimensional? But, no. He's, any team's going to take him. He's a great player, but then they're going to say he's a liability. You think they'll like mark him as a scapegoat? Yeah, he's going to become a scapegoat whenever the Ravens can't win it. Yeah, but do y'all, y'all think that uh, Russell West or Russell Wilson is a liability? Russell yeah. Wilson. Russell Westbrook. Russell oh, Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. He's oh, be the okay. Russell yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, he's comparing. I get what you're saying. Him. Yeah, I I would agree. I'd agree with that. Uh, speaking of that, what about uh, KD's remarks the other day about that? Well, he was one of the worst three-point shooters on the team that year. So, Hang on. I'll pull up his statement. Hmm. Well, no, I can't find it. He pretty much said that he wanted to – he was tired of being around players that couldn't – Consistently not down shots. He was tired of being the only player that did that. To sum it up. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, I see. I don't remember that well. Uh, when they blew the three-one to the to the Warriors, uh, what went down? Because I, I really don't remember. Um, Katie choked the last three games. You really think that's what happened? Like that's what happened. I watched it. 
Would you say that you were Cody that, shot twenty seven percent from the three point line? But Parker, would you say that that, that 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 year that you were on an NBA championship for the Thunder that year? Especially when they got up three one on the Warriors. I mean, but at that moment, whenever whenever they went up three one right there, did you think we're we're going to win this thing this year? Uh, I knew there was hope still what? because I mean the Warriors had a seventy three and nine record. Yeah, I liked our chances at that moment. Yeah. What did uh? What did Perkins say about Durant? Because I'm reading something right here about uh, KD. Basically, he said, uh, my whole thing is you don't have to do that. In order to praise Russell, you don't have to expletive on me. Because I, I didn't see what he said, and it's not saying it here. Well, Perkins on Twitter went at KD saying he made the softest move in the NBA ever by the boss. Which he, he kind of did. did. And then after Kobe Bryant's death, Perkins apologized to Kevin Durant on Twitter. But Kevin Durant is also... And Durant won't yeah, accept it. I, I don't know if Durant accepted it or not. But uh, Kevin Durant has also publicly stated that the only thing that Thunder had to keep him there was Russell Westbrook. Like he, which I would agree. The best piece... I mean, Russell Westbrook was the best piece on the team, but like... Outside of Russ, Abaka, and Durant, like you really didn't have a ton. You had Deion Waiters. Yeah. Steven Adams is still young. Like it was, he was just. It was like the first year he was playing that role too. Yeah, he After hadn't Perkins come into his gone. own at that time. That was like like before you had tattoos <laughs> and long hair. So he wasn't the man he is today. Where do y'all think uh, Lamelo is going to fall in the draft? Top five for sure. Yeah, top five. I'm thinking two, three. Yeah. Two or three. It depends on who gets. It depends That's on kind who of gets, everything that I'm saying. Who gets the first pick? The Warriors are going to be in the running for it. The Cavs, the Hawks. I still think Anthony Edwards from Georgia has a real has a realistic shot of That's, going number one. That dude, that dude can he can do it all. I just read something about it saying that they were expecting he can do it all. number one overall. You're getting a full. He's he's an NBA player playing in college right now. Well, Wiseman yeah. is going to be a uh, top five pick. James Wiseman from Memphis. You think Wiseman's going to really yeah. be a huge asset for a team, though? He's got the skill I'm set not, for I sure. Don't know. I don't know. I've got mixed uh, emotions about how about yeah. I know. Seen him but play like, I, I'm really conflicted on how he's going to fit into the league. I think he'll be a good player. Everybody was saying the same about Jaw, though, for sure. Uh, there's no, there's not a nine Jaw. Anthony Davis' skill set now is nowhere what it was in college. 
in college, he was a shot blocker. How many of these kids coming in actually? I mean, if they if they have something that they can fall back on, I mean, they can they can transform these guys into better players for sure. I mean, like you were saying with Anthony, I mean, how many how many of these dudes coming in are ready to be like stars? Starters in this league. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not many. I agree. Where do you think the Richards kid from uh, Kentucky will fall? I mean, obviously, we know he's going to go first round. I mean, he's a great rim protector. Got some decent post moves. I don't know. I think I think he'll go. Uh, he'll be near top ten if he's not top ten. I was going to say top fifteen for sure, but I don't. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not as polished as. A wise man. Or, I mean, I don't know. He's just got some stuff to clean up. But you can't deny he's a really skilled player. Yeah, I mean, he's... He's keeping him afloat he, right now. I'm, I'm sick of him. I'm sick of him at Kentucky. I'm ready for him to leave. For you sure. know what's going to happen, though. I mean, you know what's going to happen... Peyton, whenever uh, Kentucky gets rid of him, what? they're going to get another one. That's it. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they'll just spit another one out. Like yeah, never, I mean, like we'll, left, we'll so. forget about him by next year whenever somebody else is dominating us. We'll, we'll come back to Kentucky. What were you uh, saying, Parker? Well, to me, Wiseman, in his short stint at Memphis, he really didn't look that outstanding. That's exactly what I thought. Exactly what I thought. I'm just a little bit hesitant. It felt like Memphis was trying to force too much through him. How many games did he play? Like three? Maybe. Maybe that. Memphis went from a top 25 team to they're fighting for their postseason life right now. So, I mean, he did make a difference. Yeah. They kind of did that with Garland, though, last year, too. Uh, Cleveland did, taking him at five overall, and he only played five games. But I guess I can just kind of look at what you did while you were in high school, too, and just kind of, I guess, well, predicting. I don't know. Uh, they obviously know more about it than I do. Who, Parker, if the Cavs get first pick, who, who would you take? Well, the Cavs, I feel like they definitely have to go to Wiseman. Wiseman? Yeah, they've already got Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. Yeah. Uh, that would be that'd be a good move. That's probably the logical move. Or the guy from Georgia. Well, what does the what does the Warriors do? They go Wiseman too. I think they go Wiseman too. This mock draft. This mock draft's got them taking the Edwards kid. Don't sleep. On, don't sleep on Edwards. I don't know how much I how much I trust. This is a Forbes mock draft, but it's got Golden State taking Edwards, Cleveland taking Lamelo, and then at Atlanta taking uh, some guy I've never heard of. Denny, I I don't know. I'm assuming he's a foreigner. I don't know, but and then it's got Minnesota taking uh, uh, Minnesota Wiseman. taking Wiseman. Oh, oh that's terrible cool. for Wiseman. That's a little strange. 
Yeah, that would be a terrible move. Worst team to play for in the NBA, I would say. What? One of the worst. Explain that a little bit. Do you? They're just terrible. Always have been. You just you think it you so you think it's a culture problem basically. Well, you have Cat, Wiggins, T, Lilo. Well, well, I'm talking about two years ago. Oh, we, yeah. Okay, I see where you're going with this. They had Cat, Wiggins, T. No good. Cat, D'Lo. We're waiting to see, but I would say anything with Carl Anthony Towns is not going to be any good. So you're saying he's a watch. I'm saying he's a problem. I can see it. I can definitely I would not trade that. I would not trade much for Carl Anthony Towns. Would you uh would you trade Steven Adams? Maybe. Yeah, I'm kind of like you. I, I'm not put. If, I, I don't put a lot of stock in Cat either. If they do go Wiseman first round, I mean, do you see them trying to shop Cat? Wiseman? I mean, uh, trying to shop I think Towns. Yeah. out of there. Whenever he really? becomes free agent. This D, this D-Lo move, I, I, I can't like keep up with definitely all the trying to keep Towns around. The Timberwolves trying to keep Towns. Parker, do we need to find all this information out from Legion Hoops on Twitter? No. If you follow Legion Hoops on Twitter, unfollow them right now. And fo- Legion against the Legion. They're Legion just copy Hoops. and pasting yeah. stuff. Paste I mean, they it's nothing authentic. Yeah. Oh, I think y'all told me about this. They copy and paste. Well, from they copy and paste Adrian Wojnarowski. All the NBA beat writers, and they say they got like inside, inside information com- coming in, breaking news or something. They're ne- they're never dropping any bombshells. Like they're not coming out. They're not coming out. Well, man. like they'll say they have this inside information story coming soon, and then the story never comes out. Yeah, I mean, can you blame them though? I mean, you're just making money riding off everybody's back. Yeah, I guess the, they are. Like, but then that Ross dude that runs it's like. Uh, Kyrie Irving signed basketball, whatever. Like this message or like this tweet, and you'll have a chance to win. Like and follow. They got four hundred thirty thousand followers. I'm just not a fan. I mean, some people might not be a fan, but I mean, it just seems like secondhand information to me. It doesn't feel like anything's authentic. They're not insiders, so. Why should I follow them? Whenever I can follow somebody who actually is an insider. That's my soapbox about that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, let's go back to uh, Kentucky. They got a big matchup tomorrow. Uh, is it LSU? At LSU. Big game, for sure. For sure. Does the uh, does the uh, Vanderbilt uh, Commodores play tomorrow? Uh, I don't know actually. Well, I, I feel like we play. Wednesday. I can tell you that yeah, my Florida Gators do play tomorrow night. 
at home against Arkansas. That's a real place, Tennessee. Yeah, no, I, I knew we had Tennessee tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I, I do. Oh, I was trying to forget it, yeah. State tomorrow. We'll get me I don't think y'all are going to play as bad as you did against Florida the other night. Well, we didn't play that bad. Y'all were shooting well, like 80% I mean, from the three. Peyton, we're well, hit or miss. defense is pretty bad. Peyton, I mean, Peyton, you know we're hit or miss. I told Kendall at supper, I was like, we were out eating for Valentine's Day. Late Saturday night, Valentine's dinner, because we wanted to miss the crowd. Still had to wait an hour. But anyway, I was watching it on my phone at the table, and I said, Florida's not playing good, but they're going to play great against us. And they did. They're just this, – this Florida team is very – the word I would say is strange. They're, they can run you out of the gym. They beat Auburn by 22. Or they can, or they can just drop games to the lower tier teams in the conference. I mean, they've got two big games this week. They play Arkansas tomorrow night, and Saturday night we've got Kentucky at Kentucky. We need to definitely win the Arkansas game, and to win the Kentucky game would be monumental for tournament resume. You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no doubt. I mean, I mean, I think the it come out they're number ten this week. I think, I think I saw that. Uh, Florida, Kentucky, Kentucky, uh, number 10. no Kentucky. I thought you meant, I thought you meant like they're a ten. Seed. Florida was the ten seed in the tournament. Yeah, a ten seed. Oh, I don't know. That that, that could be. That's about what they right had us at the other night. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I was right on both sides, but. It's going back to the LSU Kentucky thing. I think the that that's a must win for LSU. Well, let's if they do a little bit of prediction here out of the uh, four games tomorrow night. Okay, okay, I'll get all, all these right, wrong. I like this. I like this. Write them down, Peyton. All right, who you want to start with? Okay, I got it on my iPad. I'm gonna go Tennessee over Vanderbilt, Arkansas over Florida. Thanks, man. Ole Miss, and then LSU's getting back in it with a big win over number 10-ranked Kentucky. Who does Ole Miss play them? Okay, that's Missouri. Okay. I'm taking – I'm going to take Ole Miss. They've been, they've been playing really good ball here lately. Just about slipped up beat Kentucky the other night. Peyton, I apologize, but I think – I think the guys from go for it. from Knoxville are going to come in, and they're going to win tomorrow night. Actually, it's at Knoxville. I think Knoxville's a thirteen-point favorite. Who else? Oh, okay. I'm going to take Kentucky tomorrow night. I mean, it's it's getting about March, and Cal's he's getting them ready for the tournament time. That is that was also my pick for to win the SEC tournament. And I'm, I know I'm going to regret this, but I'm going to take Florida tomorrow night. I'm hoping we can build on this on this good shoot night we had Saturday night and turn it into a good quad one win. But who knows? I could be wrong. We could get beat by 30. But I am going to pick Florida. Um, 
the LSU Kentucky game. LSU's a two-point two favorite with 64.7% chance to win. Is that, is that at leaving LSU? Ken, leaving Kentucky with a 35% chance to win, so uh, I'm assuming it has to be at LSU if they're favored. Yeah, that's a tough it's place to LSU, play. Yeah. Here's what I'm going. I'm going the Vandy boys over Tennessee. Just because Stackhouse lit him up the other he night. He got lit up. He was fired up for he him. Got I think we're going to bounce up. back. Yep. Well, it was, it was a, a foul, foul, let's be honest. But, but there was – yeah, but there – Yeah, well, they, did, but they didn't even call a foul. They didn't the even call a foul. The question is what was how – you, How do you not call a foul and then go back and, and look for flagrant? It wasn't a like, flagrant. That doesn't make any sense. And don't say what was yeah, he wearing. Was it don't matter wearing? what like, he was wearing. Please. Like, what did that have to do with school colors? Or just, he was going he, for the Riddler look. He, he was, was swagged out. Look. I don't know what he was going for. He looked Would good. He? Anyway, I'm going Arkansas over Thanks, Florida man. just to spot Trenton. Uh, and then Mississippi's playing. Ole Miss is playing good. They should have beat Kentucky on Saturday. And they did beat Florida. So, I'm going them over Missouri. And then I got a big one for you here. I told you I had a big stat. Well, here it is. <clears throat> so, this Kentucky team is shooting the lowest three-point percentage at Rupp Arena in SEC history with 24%. They shot 9% against and Ole Miss one. the other day. But they're shooting the highest three-point percentage in away games in SEC history with 49%, almost 50 that's your big stat for the day. I'm going Kentucky at LSU. Kentucky's going to bring home a win. But what you're also saying is Florida's going to win at Rupp Saturday, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's both sides of the ball. <coughs> but uh, the uh, the Hagens kid is playing pretty bad right now, and that's going to hurt them. He fouled out. He only had yeah, six he points out. against Ole Miss the other day. And, and he fouled out, yeah. And he so, had four turnovers. What has happened to LSU? Because they were clear favorites to win the SEC, I feel like. Well, they came to Nashville, and the Memorial know, Magic Memorial, got a hold of Memorial them. Memorial Magic. And, and, uh, and they've been on a downhill slide ever since. But uh, I think they're on the, the, up, the come up. If if they win this game tomorrow, I'd watch out because they're liable to make. Man, they've got the they've got the uh, players to do it. That's just a great lineup they've got. Really lengthy, and I mean they've just I mean they've got studs all around. I mean, LSU also got some big news in, in the last uh, week from recruitment too. No, uh, for football basketball transfer. Sharif O'Neal is transferring from UCLA. That's, I saw that too. Oh, I did see that, yeah. <clears throat> he didn't really get to play a lot at UCLA, so that's why he's leaving. How big is he? I Six, seven, I want to say. I don't know. I'm just I, taking a, I'm just, I was just I taking a stab play, at I don't it. Know. I'm thinking he's taller than that. Oh, he might be. <laughs> he might be taller than that. No. He's not as he's big not. as his daddy, though. But he's still huge. Uh, no. Is he thick? He's a skinny. 
skinny ass. The uh, he's six nine. The the uh, oh, so he he is a pretty big kid. He's just a freshman. Well, he had an open heart surgery his freshman year and had to sit out, and he got cleared. So this would have been his freshman year. He played. So he'll be a sophomore. Oh, I got you. Okay. That's. I mean, that'll sell tickets Definitely for sure. Big, Especially if yeah. they think Shaq's going to be in the house. Big name. Big get. That'll help with future recruits too. Play I mean, with just, him. Uh, having the Pippin name with Vandy's going to help with recruits too. I feel like in the future. I could be wrong, but it can't hurt any. Well, I think Vandy needs to watch out here because I think Stackhouse, if he has a good year or two, he's going to a bigger market. Well, that's always going to be my fear at Vanderbilt with whatever sport, except for baseball, because it doesn't get any bigger than Vandy baseball. Except in Gainesville. But, yeah, it's bigger than Gainesville, that's for sure. Look at the record. But, look at the last five years. We've won a national championship in the last five years, but continue. We won two in the last seven. But, uh, I don't know, you got me off track. Where was I going? You done got me fired up, Trent. Oh. Anyway, having a name like that can't help or hurt your recruiting. Well, we were talking about sure. Stackhouse leaving. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you saw what happened with Franklin Penn State. going to uh, Penn State. Yeah, that hurt because he completely turned that football team around. And I like what I've seen out of Stackhouse. And, I mean, I can't blame if, blame him if he leaves. But he's going to have to definitely pick up a few wins over the next few years before he gets to go anywhere else. Uh, you ready to switch gears? Uh, you want to talk politics? Yeah, we can. We can. We can touch on it a little bit if you want. Oh, I got that thing to tell you about California too. I forgot about that. Entertain me. Uh, well, now I gotta think of it. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, it was uh, California officials or sheriff's department, maybe I can't remember. But anyway, it was their state police. They're not gonna release information to us about these four illegal immigrants, one of them who raped and killed a child, about their whereabouts when they release them. Well, obvious, obviously that's not good. I mean, why would you do that? I don't have one for you there. I don't think that's right. But, anyway, we do have Nevada coming up on... Saturday. Saturday. Man, let me tell you. What do you think that's going to do to him? We're talking about Buttigieg, by the way. Uh, I don't really know. Did you see it coming? 
that this state was not yeah. favorable to him? Yeah, in a sense, I did. I, I did see a poll today that had him and him and Elizabeth Warren had gained a little bit of ground, but not too much. Yeah, the one I'm reading today said that he was at nine, and Warren was at twelve. I don't know if that's close to what you saw. See, see, I was holding thirteen and fifteen. Warren had fifteen. And I was also reading something about uh, because Nevada is a relatively new caucus state that it's really, really hard to do these uh, polls in these states. Or in Nevada, sorry. Yeah. Uh, they've had they, they've got early voting going on right now, actually. I don't know. Uh, I can't remember when the caucus starting, started in Nevada. I think it was like 30 years ago, maybe. Yeah. But it's relatively new. And... Uh, Something I was reading was just saying it's hard for them to uh, kind of predict what everybody's doing and kind of get a feel of what's going on. Well, one thing's for sure. It it might not have been around. The Nevada caucus might not be here for, for too long, but it can't go any worse than the Iowa caucus did. No, that was a complete uh, crap show for sure. Yeah. So, but obviously, if if I'm putting money down on Nevada, it's hard to go against Bernie Sanders. He's got a really, a really good coalition in Nevada. Got a lot of people on the ground. It just seems like Sanders is everywhere in Nevada. Unless something changes, he's about to be the nominee. You you think yeah, so? I think so. Well, well, Sanders only does good in the in the big cities of, of the uh, states that he's winning. That's why Pete got more delegates than uh, Iowa, because Bernie only did good in the cities, which got him the popular. He's vote, one up on him, right? San, or, uh, Pete's better. Pete won more he, delegates. He's, one, he, two, he's up. two up. Yeah. Well, do you think it's going to be I'm, enough to I'm carry a, him through? I mean. No, Sanders, the, the big cities. Well, Pete's going. I think Pete's going to lose traction in the southern and yeah. western states. Super Tuesday is going to be a real hit to the Buttigieg campaign, for sure. I think Sanders may have a few problems, too, in these states. Biden's allowed yeah, to make a uh, That's what I was about to say. I refrain from my comment that Joe Biden is done for. I actually think Joe Biden is going to win South Carolina coming up and some more states in the deep south. And it really would not shock me at all if Mayor Bloomberg comes on. I definitely think Bloomberg's going to come on. He's spending a lot of money. Man, yeah, I mean, it's whether you agree with somebody technically buying an election or not, He's coming up in the polls, and he's kind of he's trying to be that alternative to Sanders right now, and that's what all that's what Pete, Amy, and Mayor Bloomberg are all trying to be is that alternative to Bernie Sanders. What well, do you think? It uh... did y'all see the new? Go ahead. Did y'all see the new Virginia House bill that passed this past no. week? Did not. Virginia is going to give their delegates 
to the candidate that wins the popular vote, no matter how their state votes. Hmm. So Virginia has essentially left the Republic of the United States. I did not see this. So they're giving it to whoever wins the popular vote. Yes, which is terrible. Which is, I don't know, that might be bad. That'll probably be bad, actually. Well, it's going to backfire on them whenever, if Trump wins the popular vote, what are they going to do then? <laughs> That'll piss them yeah, off, you're for right. sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Which I don't know if it will, that will ever but happen. But think about how funny Trump that would be. If Trump wins the popular vote, Virginia is probably going to be blue. So that means they would have to give their vote to that Trump. That would be hilarious. Virginia has a chance at red, though. I mean, the reason Virginia yeah. turned blue these past years is because all these people are moving out of D.C. because it's too expensive to live there right into the northern part of Virginia. The rest of the state is, is almost completely red outside of one corner. I, but that I do, one corner is where the majority of the population is. I agree that Virginia's got a chance to go red. I also think that there's a good shot that Georgia goes blue. You think Georgia's going blue? No, I did not say it will go shot? blue. I said there's a, there, yeah, there's a shot at it. We saw that in the governor's race. Well, this Virginia deal is really, really kind of crazy. What's going on there? I mean, that's going completely it's against like, the whole election process. It, well, it's like. The Democrats have took control of the House, so it's pretty much like they don't know if they will be be in control for long, so they're trying to just throw out as much radical, far-left stuff as they can, like banning guns. And that's kind of like another House that, uh, that I know of. Or are you talking about the House in general? I'm talking about just the... Uh, the Virginia House legislators, it's kind of like, a, it's almost like a testing experiment, what they're doing. Well, here's my breakdown on the national scene. There's no way, if, if Democrats want to win in November, there's no way you can nominate Bernie Sanders. And I, and I think both of y'all can agree with me on this. A lot of people are afraid Bernie could win. I... I but yeah, I don't know. I, that's a that. I think the election's over if Bernie Sanders is the nominee. <clears throat> I just don't think he can win any swing states. I can't think of a single swing state he can win. Well, everyone's saying the Republican Party's over since the election of Donald Trump, but the Republican Party under Donald Trump is pretty united. I feel like if Bernie Sanders becomes president. It could be bad for Democrats because I feel like a lot of the Democrats don't fit in his social. Doesn't he have the no. highest uh, Republican Republican approval rating like of all time? Yeah. Through Donald Trump, it's pretty it high. Ninety-seven. Like I would say Reagan has the highest. Sanders. Well, at one point in time, George Bush had the highest like national scene. He's the president with the highest. Approval rating and the lowest approval rating of all time. That's and sure. that's that's nationally, not just the Republican Party. Yeah, that's national. 
Parker, did you not tell me one time that Sanders people and Trump's people are kind of alike? Well, like, they're kind of, it's like the fan base. It's like a fan base type deal. Yeah, I can agree with that. Well, well, Peyton saw the video, too, that I sent to him this week, and they called it a cult. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but... Well, that's what they called the set. That's what that's what this that's what a Democrat called the Bernie supporters is cult like. I can see Bernie and his supporters being more cult like than the Trump supporters, um, but you definitely have radicals on both sides. Like I seen oh, yes. a, I seen something. That, well, you both saw it, I think, or maybe I saw it on Twitter. I can't remember. But it's, it was some guy who had a sign in his yard that said, uh, God approves of Trump and he says he's perfect or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. Well, I'm looking at it right now. And Mayor Bloomberg is on the cusp of qualifying for Wednesday's debate. So that will really be something to watch out for. What, you got to be 15%? <clears throat> I th- yeah, I think it's 15%. And it would be, it would really benefit everyone involved, even even Bloomberg, if he's in this debate, because one, it'll benefit all the candidates, because I mean they can they can take their shots at him for supposedly buying the election, and then you know he can really come out and speak on his policies on a national scene instead of just laying low from the from the media. Well, he did have that. Um outing this past week too that uh he was targeting minorities usage of police officers that that was a bad look on him bad look but bernie also had um the video surfacing of him saying we need to be more like russia and have our uh, it was an older video like whenever yeah. bernie was first coming up he was saying he, he wants to make um america into what russia is blah blah, blah which isn't a good he look was either. basically openly communist when he was first starting his political yep. career. I mean, it's hard to overlook that. Some of the things he said regarding Look, Venezuela and Cuba and Russia and how uh, it should be illegal to make a certain amount of money. I mean, that's straight communism. Yeah. Well, uh, the funny thing uh, is, Barack Obama, says, uh, uh, whenever he was in office, was saying that Venezuela was the perfect type of socialism. And now look at Venezuela today. There's a record of Barack Obama being an advocate for Venezuelan socialism, and now the country's on the brink of civil war. Well, the thing is, you can't you can't expect to win in November with a socialist at the at the head of your ticket, because I t- I mean, me and Peyton talked about this earlier this week. There's nobody wanting to go out here. All these middle class people, working people, they don't want to hear about socialism and uh, revolutions and 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 all this all this other stuff. I mean, they want to hear about their wages going up. They want to hear about uh, what they're going to do for health care, education, stuff like that. They don't stuff that means something to people. They don't they don't want to hear all this no borders stuff i mean you can't run on something like that that's why i think the party is completely split right now 
Oh, it, it, it absolutely is. People have talked about. Well, I've claimed. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I've claimed that Bernie Sanders and AOC and the, the what do they call What's the nickname for him? AOC's group. What do they call them? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I couldn't tell you. It's like the crew or something like oh, that. The squad. With a, with they Omar call them squad. And... Yeah. yeah. The, the Bernie and the squad, they're really, I mean, they're, for, they're the progressive Democratic Party. So I could see them, like this is a time where we're close to maybe a third party getting formed. Which you think will so? Never happen. It might not. It probably will I think it's as happen, close as we've been. Because they will lose every election. They would lose the election, the Democrats well, would, if they did that. Let me tell you, if you nominate Bernie Sanders, and this might be a little radical on my part, I think it's a death of the Democratic Party. Well, that's what I was kind of saying earlier. I don't know if it's a death, but it's definitely going to be a divisive party. But you know, if Bernie Sanders is the head of the ticket here, for every election to come, everybody's going to be throwing to the Democratic Party nominee that they support socialism. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely... I say if if Bernie was to win the presidency and he... And somehow... Well, unless, unless the... Republicans lose the Senate, then there will be no way any of his radical ideas come about or get passed. Well, let me let me ask you this. I mean, I agree with that, Parker. I don't even I don't even want to think about but Sanders. If he is the nominee, do y'all think that the rest of the Democrat uh, the Democratic Party is gonna is gonna join behind him? The moderate, like the Southern Democrats that we're all around. These people whose families have been no. Democrats for years. No, they're not going to vote. I also seen that it was kind of surprising that Yang dropped out so early too, because he he's really running on a campaign like he's going to try to stick around for the long haul. Yeah. So Yang, his voters, like when they polled his voters, they had the highest percentage of saying that they would not support another candidate in the Democratic Party. If Yang wasn't the nominee, well, they're they're kind of your independents. They're not really tied to a party. He's kind of claiming to be an independent, but a lot of his stuff is still pretty progressive. I mean, oh, it's it's definitely progressive, but but I I can't say anything bad about. I Yang. liked Yang. I mean, I thought he was a pretty cool dude. He had some decent ideas. I don't agree with probably seventy five percent of the stuff that he was talking about, but. I like his focus. Well, it's on. It's honestly pretty like cringeworthy of like watching Joe Biden on a debate stage and stuff because like it's you can tell he's trying to cave to like the more progressive movement. He's trying to appeal to them and like the stuff he's saying he's like contradicting himself all the time. And, like yeah, the the pony soldier uh, liars or whatever he said. <laughs> well, he said like. Uh, they were asking one question, like, would you sacrifice hundreds of thousands of... That's bad middle, luck, too. I know where you're going with this. ...middle-class working jobs for for a fewer green, greener jobs. And he was like, yeah, I would get rid of them. Just like, as soon as I answered the question, he didn't even think about That's it. That's a terrible look. He just said, yeah, for sure. 
that's not going to resonate so like, well with like some of the areas like where we're from. Well, well we no, know that Joe no. Biden isn't like that anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Joe Biden, until that he was asked that question, has probably never said anything like that before. Joe Biden has got to get back to being this this moderate candidate. Yes, this caring, nice Joe Biden. You know, that goes around and 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 just as a more unifier than a than that's a divider. Kinda, I mean that's you know what, what I mean? identity was as vice president. It was like he was a people person. He's got the he's got a good smile about him. I mean He's got a, well, I mean, he's got a good thing going. Don't mess it up. That's all. That's basically, that's basically all that this had uh, to be. Is just don't mess it up, and you're going to get the nomination. Well, it's kind of crazy though how now that he's getting on this national spotlight of attention. How he is a. Uh, the Trump is coming out of him, if people would, people would say. Yeah. Like he's he's kind of seeming more of like the uh, angry douchebag old man. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. I did see. Uh, there's another Democrat running against um, AOC in New York. Uh, I saw this. She also. claims to be fiscally conservative and uh, socially uh, Democrat. Well, that's how a lot of, like, I feel like that's okay to be. That's honestly a good, a good candidate right there. If you're, if you're conservative, if you have fiscal conservative values, I mean, look at, I mean, look at people who are conservative nowadays. It's middle class, people living in rural areas. They have, they have nice houses that, like, it doesn't cost a lot to live there, stuff right. like that, so. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that progressive is not a is not a good thing. Because I feel like in some areas we can afford to be a little bit more progressive. But, but whenever you're getting over here to this Bernie Sanders and and AOC level, it's just like I mean AOC has openly called for people to run from ICE and run from the cops. That's just not a I great mean, look yeah, for, the, for the national government. Well, once again, it, that's stuff that doesn't matter to well, people. That doesn't matter to voters. Also, though, whenever, you, like, sanctuary cities and stuff like this, and Virginia passing the bill of allocating their delegates to whoever wins the popular vote, is, uh, it's kind of going against the federal government. Yeah. Which it, it is going against the federal government in the Constitution. It's Honestly, you could say it's what the uh, South did whenever they were the Confederate States. It's similar for sure. I, I I can't believe I didn't hear anything about it. I'm gonna have to look into it when you're done. So a lot of people are uh, saying that you're if you're gonna defy the federal gov federal government like that and not try to protect your citizens, then uh, you're no better than the South. Yeah. Confederate. Confederate. Do you think any other states will follow suit? I do. I could see California. Uh, not, yeah, not this cycle, but it, it, it is coming. There's in the also a big difference between a uh, 
between a, uh, a sanctuary city supporting refugees in need, you know what I mean? Then just let anybody from anywhere come into your, right. your city. That's exactly what I was saying. If you're going to run on a message of an open border, you're not going right. to win. That doesn't matter to middle class America. Well, kind of like Bill Lee in Tennessee. I mean, he. Let's, yeah, let's dive into this a little bit. He made Tennessee a refugee state for like Syrian, like Syrian refugees and stuff like that. People who are, you know, could be could be under bad circumstances and be killed from their government. And then you have states like California and other other states and that are democratic that want anybody and everybody to come in from Mexico and other places like that just for votes. Yeah, I'm right there with you. All right, well I've got a question for y'all. I mean this is this is kind of going back to where we were. But which which candidate which candidate do you think is best suited to take on Trump in November? Like best shot. Best shot. I honestly don't know. I've said it from the beginning. I don't feel like the Democratic Party ran a super strong candidate this this time. I think they were scared to lose a really good candidate to Trump. If you get they kind of thought that they, like, they're, they're just saying, anyway. sa- I feel well, like they're sitting on people. I don't necessarily think it's a bunch of bad candidates. I just think it's a bunch of not I, great candidates. Well, I feel like Joe Biden was kind of a home run whenever he come out. But all these other guys ended up picking momentum. <laughs> yeah, but the Hunter Biden—that's kind of that's kind of hurting him. The Hunter Biden scandal and is not—it's just that's the like people can be mad at Trump all they want for that or whatever, but that's also not a very good look on Joe Biden. If you really want me to be a hundred with it, I think Mike Bloomberg might have the best shot. Well. Bloomberg is the reason these places like Virginia and them have put blue in the house in their state houses because he's poured so much money into their campaign. I think he might be the best route for them to go is to nominate Mike Bloomberg. I really and I, what's really funny about it is Bloomberg is what ninety percent of the other candidates are trying to get away from. Yes, yes, Bernie absolutely. And Yang and, all these other guys. Well, he's also he's also with the whole he's also with the whole Democratic Party trying to get away from. I don't know much about Bloomberg's ideals, that's, honestly. That's all. That's also why Mayor Peeps, he's kind of at a disadvantage too, but he's accepting all these big uh, big time billionaire donors and corporations, blah blah. Yes. The, uh, the Democrats are saying he's controlled by these big corporations and stuff like that it's not really his message he's sending out it's what he's, they're saying he's pretty much a Republican but do you guys not agree that if to win in a presidential election you've got to have you some have money support. there will never be politics without because, people pulling strings yes but the Trump campaign is raising an insane amount of money. 
Yeah, he's breaking records almost every quarter. Yeah, and you've got to have loads of money to go into this into this uh, election in November with. And that's why yeah. I th- that's why I think Mike Bloomberg might be the best option because he, I mean, he's got the money, and it from what the polls are showing, he's he's got really good support down in the south. Also, though, he just said came out and said farming doesn't take intelligence. Yeah, I just saw that too. So, um, th- that came out today, right after he left Nashville. So. Parker, I'm, I'm telling you, this is a, that's another example of talking about stuff that just doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, but, I feel like it hurts them. If these, like I told Peyton this other day, if somebody just gets up and runs on just common, ideal stuff, down-to-earth kind of stuff, they might have a shot. That's what I think. I think if someone would run that's a legit moderate in a Democratic Party, they would have a good chance at taking down Trump. Yeah. But the thing is, you can't be a good moderate in the Democratic Party because then you won't have support from the Democratic Party. From, from the Sanders side of the party. Exactly. Or from any side. And because right now Sanders is hot and they're going to support whoever is hot. I, I don't know. It's, it's, well, you I just can't be slipped. a moderate in the Democrat anymore, as a Democrat and run. Because you're not going to get any votes from the progressive side of the party. I'm am t- telling you, they're they're blowing it talking about. It's hard to compete too when you're promising free health care, free uh, tuition, uh, relief of student debt. It's hard to compete with that when you're com- when you're just promising people all this stuff. Yes. Uh, so, like, what are the fun- what are the fundamentals that Trump ran on? In 2016, uh, good immigration strong policies, military. strong military. That's um, was gonna bring the middle class up. Um, lowering I can't taxes. Hardly remember all of them. Uh, yeah. So, right now, from what I've just said, Trump is the most loved slash hated politician ever. Would you I not agree. agree? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. You either love him or you hate him. He said some radical things when he was running, like Mexico's going to pay for it. But what he has done is... That was a lot. Stuff. That was a lot. Like, but... like, in, like in his campaign, what he said he was going to do, like... He has put more money into the military. He said he was going to do that. He said he was going to do tax cuts. He cut the taxes, whether you agree with it or not. I, okay. The border wall, he has fun, He has allocated money to build the border wall. Like he said he like he said he was going to have a border wall. What were some other things y'all named? Uh, the only thing Immigration I wish he would work on is uh, uh, replacing Obamacare. But well, that's uh, but it's take yeah. years of another plan. It's not going to be plan. this term, obviously. Well, it's going to be twenty. It's going to take years and years. Well, and there's a reason that Obama but, dropped like, it Trump, in his second what term. What Trump technically ran on, yeah. What Trump technically ran on, he's actually like 
fulfilling some of these things he said, which people are going to call him up, like, say he's a liar, blah, blah, blah. They hate him. Yeah, he's not a good person on – he's not really a great person on Twitter either. Definitely not. But he says some stuff that's, that some most people wouldn't say. But also I feel like because of what's happening in these progressive movements and in Virginia and stuff like that, these middle-class Americans are holding on to Trump as kind of like a last hope savior uh, of their America, like of America. Yeah. Uh, I, the thing about Trump that I will say right now, he's got his base fired up. Yeah. He's, he's done what he said he's going to do in this first well, term. He cut regulations. Well, you he's, can see the throws out regulations every day. Well, you can see that his base is fired up. By, I mean, he got the most votes from an incumbent president in the first two states. Yeah, I mean, that's his base is fired up, and I, I mean, you got. I'll say this about it: he's he's running a really calculated campaign at the moment. And also, uh, emissions are way down. Did you see that? Yeah, emissions are going to go down because people like are like Bernie Sanders who don't support fracking and say fracking is bad. Fracking is actually like the the cleanest way of getting these unrenewable resources out of the ground. People don't like it because it sounds dirty. Yeah. My, one of my favorite candidates, I like I like Dan Crenshaw. He represents 2nd District in Texas. He is a huge... He grew up... His dad was worked on oil refineries he he grew up out of the country like he was born in the country grew up out of the country and now he like he can like speak other languages stuff like that but he's like a big ad- advocate for natural gas and he is on a joe rogan's podcast talking about it so if you he claims if uh we could get china and india to swap to natural grass instead of um, coal yeah. and stuff, then we would cut like 70% of our carbon emissions in the world. That's quite a bit. We supposedly natural gas is way clean. What's the are you worry that we're going to run out or what? I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it. I just try to follow what he says about it. And he's a big advocate for natural gas over... Um, I feel like it won't be long either. I mean, within the fields. next hundred years, we're going to have another another energy source. I feel like. Well, right now the Green New Deal has been put out. It's just not realistic. Well, it's not the right call. It's, it's not. That's well. That's another one of those. I mean, that goes back to exactly what we've said. This whole political. It's a bunch of stuff that that don't matter. Yeah, I mean, like you can't power every house from like wind and solar because there's not a big enough battery I, I definitely, that can contain I definitely that get trying to trying to better the world but I mean you're right it's not realistic well I, I'm also big on a, like I want like clean climate I want to preserve the earth stuff like that so I feel like Dan Crenshaw also has some uh, 
the realistic ways of doing that. If you don't know who Dan Crenshaw is, you need to go check him out. He's a pretty cool dude. He served in the military. He's a wounded veteran. He lost his eye. He wears an eye patch. I'm sure you've seen him. All right, guys, that's about all for today. Uh, thanks for listening to us. Please uh, like and subscribe. Smack that, smash that like button. Uh, we'll probably be coming back to you around Thursday night, the 20th, somewhere in there. Uh, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. I'm at underscore Paytar. I'm at Trent Megan. I'm at Parker underscore Brown 40. All right, guys, uh, good episode, and we'll be back with you later in the week. Peace out.